improve it. Create it. listening to the Bee Velocity podcast and this is episode three of season two. I'm Deborah, your host, and we are joined with our guest, Ashley Morris. Ashley is a Scottish rally driver competing in Ford Fiesta R200. If you look at her socials, you'll see it, but I'm sure she's going to give us a little bit more insight to herself and what she does, so I'm not going to give too much away. Ashley, welcome to the podcast this is your episode how are you how you been I'm great thank you and thank you for having me on the podcast I really appreciate it marvellous I I just thought you'd be a great guest to have on obviously you have a background in rallying but how are things going at the moment you was obviously at Doddington last weekend talk about that iron die (laughs) so I was actually out co-driving last weekend which is a bit different for me so I was out in the wrong side of the car and so I normally drive as you said a Fiesta R200 and I was due to be out at the weekend um, up in Grisdale near the Lake District and then unfortunately um, a few days before the rally it was actually cancelled because of trees down in the forest Um, So I thought that was sort of it for my season. And then I got an unexpected call up to co-drive at Donington for round three of the Motorsport News Circuit Championship for Ollie O'Donovan, who's a World Rallycross driver and has been doing a few rallies recently. So it was in the Hyundai R5, as you said, um, first time I've ever done an event in an R5 car. And it was absolutely incredible, just the sort of opportunity that doesn't come up very often um, in a car like that and with a driver of Ollie's caliber so it was just an incredible experience for me and something for me to kind of aspire to and aim to later in my career definitely just just explain um rallying where where where's this all stemmed from where's it all started uh, well, for me, I've always had an interest in motorsport. So when I was a kid, I always watched Formula One with my dad. Um, but I didn't really know much about rallying, to be honest. And it was only when I was a teenager and my dad had a friend who he sponsored to do a little bit of rallying. And um, we stopped um, by Knockhill Race Circuit one day, which is near where I grew up in, in Scotland. And his friend was testing his rally car. And my dad said, do you want to go out for a passenger ride with him? Uh, which I did. I did. Like I said, I didn't know much about it, but I thought, oh, that sounds fun. And he took me out for a passenger ride and I was just um, hooked then, to be honest. So um, his friend told me what I needed to do to go rallying myself. So I sat what's called my bars test. So it's a rally equivalent of the arts license that you would do to get your racing license. 
So I sat that up at Knock Hill and then I started out in the co-driver's seat. So I co-drove for some great drivers and variety of cars, really. Um, Super Impreza, Mark II Escort, a Darien, a real mix of cars. And then in 2016, I finally managed to get into the driver's seat for myself. So I um, started out hiring a car. So there's um, a company at the time called Rally Me, and they did sort of entry level rallying, arrive and drive packages. So I hired for them for a year and did a year in a sort of standard 1400 class car um, doing the Motorsport New Circuit Rally Championship. And then after that, I progressed and got my Fiesta, the current car I have now did the Motorsport News Championship again and then this year I've moved on to the Scottish Rally Championship which has been a big step up for me really going from the sort of single venue rallies that go at Donington, Oldham Park, Brands Hatch um, out onto big rallies which are gravel through the forest or closed roads, closed public roads so it's been a big step up for me but I've absolutely loved it. All experience. Obviously, I met you personally um, at the MSN Rally Championship. What yes. a marvellous championship that is. Um, all, all ages, all abilities, different cars, really nice family atmosphere. How, how cool is it? Just to explain to our guests if they've never actually been... I think it's a fantastic way for people to get started in rallying, whether that's as a competitor or as a spectator, because obviously the rallies I've been doing this year are out in forests and things. They're not always the most spectator friendly if people have you know, families and young children that they want to take along. So I think the Motorsport News Championship really gives people a good flavour of rallying, but still at a circuit where they can you know, gather together and look at the cars, chat to friends and family, um, you know, there's good facilities and things and they can see a bit more of the action whereas obviously if you're out watching in a forest you see every car go past once um, but at these circuit rallies you do several loops you can get um, a real good feel for it and see the cars go past multiple times and um, I love doing the championships obviously I've moved on to something else now but it was quite special for me to go back there and do Donington at the weekend because I've made some really good friends through that championship so it's always great to go back and just feel like part of that again. And it, it's nice to see, um, like, the female aspects like, starting to grow a bit more. Um, there are starting to be more female rally drivers out there. I, I could name one girl, for instance, Katie, if I'm correct in saying Katie Munnings, yeah. Yeah. How her journey and where she is now, that's phenomenal. And obviously, I hope someone like yourself um, goes on to a, some, a similar career to that. Uh, um, oh, thank you. Um, it's incredible seeing youngsters develop. Um, obviously, I've been following you for, you know, a few years now. And, you know, you, yourself, you've developed as an individual. And obviously, rallying is no, nowhere um you know when it comes to normal driving around a track and then a rally you're absolutely mental like the lot of you <laughs> even if you're a co-driver you're just absolutely mental you know sometimes I can sit you know in the passenger seat of a car and pretend to be a co-driver you know that's that's an interest um for people that are interested in rallying, what sort of route would you suggest they go down? Um, obviously, you've got to think about budget, you've got to think about car. Are there any other championships like the MSN Rally Circuit Rally Championship, or is that pretty much 
as it is. There's some great regional championships as well. So obviously it depends what sort of rallying you want to get into. If it's circuit rallies only, then that's probably the only one of its kind on a national level. Um, if you want to do bigger rallies, you've got like the MSA Asphalt Championship, you've got BTRDA, the Scottish Championship, the BRC, um, and then there's things like the North of England Championship. So, you know, there are these regional championships, the ANWCC that takes in round, uh, rallies round about Wales. So there's a lot of different ones, really. I think um, it is a difficult thing to get into if you don't know anyone that's already in it. So I think you do find that a lot of people who are there, they've got maybe their parents or grandparents or something were in it already. Um, so I think it can be quite a challenge. And obviously I knew through my dad, some people up in Scotland that were rallying, but I was living down in England um, by then. And I didn't really know anyone in rallying when I wanted to start driving, which was why I went down the route of hiring a car because I didn't really know enough people and the company I hired from provided me with a co-driver and everything to start with so for me that was a really good way to cut my teeth and just get a foot in the door um I think for anyone wanting to get into it that going to a rally school is always a great way to start so you know just to do a rally experience and see actually if it is for you because it is as you said a very different way of driving and it's not for everyone so I think that's a good way of um of learning really and then they also do some great um rally track days at over Anglesey circuit in Wales so we've done them a few times and you only need to have a road license to do them and they will set up stages like rally stages so they'll put in chicanes there will be a jump there'll be different splits and for anyone who's even new to co-driving and wants to get in the car and have a shot of reading the maps before they go and compete for the first time I think that's a really good way of doing it um, and then, as, as we said, you need to sit your bars test So find a rally school that um, enables you to sit your bars test and get your license. And um, yeah, but budget it is tough, but there is some really great championships now to get the younger drivers in, which, um, you know, haven't haven't been about for that long. But for 14 to 17 year olds now, they can actually start rallying and do some of those single venue events like sort of similar to the, the MSN rallies, really. And um, they have to have an adult co-driver um, to guide them around. But I think that's a really great way for people to get started at a young age. And I think that's that's the way to do it. And I actually sat in with a young driver earlier this year. So I co-drove for an Irish girl called Letitia Conn. So she's 16 and she's done quite a lot of rallying already. And she's fantastic. So hopefully she'll be one to watch out for in the future. Um, but I think that's a great way to get started at that age, really. It's people like yourselves that um, we kind of rely on for you plugging other people. Um, because I've always said the youngsters are the future stars in the making. And it's like people like us that um, that help get them recognised and noticed. And this is, this, this is one of the reasons why we've gone and launched season two of the podcast, because we have generally helps expose some um, future stars and it's incredible so thank you for sharing that with us I'm gonna do lots of searching and try and find her now so I can follow her <laughs> <laughs> um so as we all know and um, we've mentioned it a few times sponsorship if it weren't for some brilliant companies or just general people that have got their own companies coming in giving you a bit of cash to carry on with you know what we do and love as a passion you know 
we wouldn't be where we are. And you've got quite a few good sponsors, long-term sponsors. Um, do you want to just give them a plug and say... Yeah, sure. That would be great. <laughs> um, so I've been working for a few years now with a company called Morris Lubricants. People always think that I'm related to them because we've got the same surname, but there's no relation. Um, so they provide us with um, all the lubricants for the car for the year. So it's been fantastic to work with them. And they also help sort of promote all the drivers that are on their sponsorship scheme. So it's really fantastic to work with them. And they're um, a really good quality oils and you know fairly local so it's been great to work with them and get their support um i'm also working with more recently a new company called carbon positive motorsport and um, so carbon positive do carbon offsetting for um motorsport basically and they're as far as i'm aware the first company to offer that so they did sort of a soft launch recently with a few of us with a view to do a much bigger launch next year um, but essentially, they've been for this season offsetting all the emissions from my rallying. So I tell them uh, how much fuel we use in the rally car and they then calculate that in terms of carbon credits um, and rewilding projects and things that they work with. And they offset not just the emissions, but plus 25 percent. So it's not just carbon neutral, but it's carbon positive. So it's giving something back. And I think it's something that. I'm always so conscious of the, you know, the environment and what I can do to play my part. And you're always sort of aware of the fact that motorsport isn't the most environmentally friendly sport at the moment. But the fact that we're able to not just, um, you know, carbon neutralize it, but carbon positive um, is really fantastic. So I'm continuing my partnership with them for next year, which is absolutely fantastic. And then I've also worked with a company called Cirrus Research, who were my main partner um, when I lasted the Motorsport News Circuit Rally Championship. And um, they've continued to sponsor me this year for the Formula Women competition, which I've entered. Um, so going down a bit of a different path to the rallying, I've never actually tried racing. So I entered the Formula Women competition um, where the winners um, get a season in um, McLaren. So obviously a fantastic opportunity and um, Cirrus have sponsored me to enter that competition. So really appreciate their support because that's been ongoing for a few years now. That's that's marvellous that, like I said, you've got some long, long-term sponsors that are really backing you. Um, brilliant stuff. And I was actually going to talk about Formula Woman and how are, you get, how are you getting on? Yeah, it's been, like I said, a fantastic opportunity and you know, obviously for myself, I've been very focused on my rallying over the last few years and you can't do everything. So it's been a good opportunity for me to try something different. And for a lot of women, um, get a foot in the door. They've never done anything in motorsport before. And like I said, getting into rallying or racing or any sort of motorsport, I think if you've not been brought up around it, it's not something that people think to get involved in. So I think this has really been a fantastic opportunity um for women to just try it out and it's also built just a fantastic community so you know we've got an online forum but there's also whatsapp groups and things and you know all the ladies chatting to each other and everyone's been so supportive of each other so it does feel like a sort of like-minded community which is really nice and um, so i did my assessment day um in november at knock hill uh, circuit so um we drove electric courses on track we did karting there was media there was a written test and a fitness test so as far as I'm aware hopefully it went well um but we're still waiting to find out who's through to the next round 
Um, so it should be hopefully in the next week or two, we find out who's through to the final sort of 56, 50 or 60. And from that 50 or 60, they will whistle it down to the final six who will get to race in McLaren, which is incredible. Uh, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. And even if, um, you know, you don't get through or, you know, if, you, if you're listening now, put it this way you've been given an opportunity and it's an experience that's something to be extremely proud of plus you've also been given a little bit of an insight into motorsport in terms of what happens in the background um because a lot of people don't know what's involved and it's really nice to talk to people and um they go into detail about it and then people realize like oh there's more to it than you know just jumping in a car and driving around yeah um, definitely so much more and obviously a lot goes in the garage I'm very much known to be in the garage because I just like the atmosphere what goes on with the car and I'm sure at some stage there's going to be girls that are going to be in the same boat um best of luck with it um thank you regardless of how far you go with it the fact that you've gone for it it's a completely dis- different discipline fair, fair play to you because it's not easy it's not yeah easy at all. no it's an like totally different driving style so it's definitely something very different for me and um like I said I think it will sort of spark that interest even for people who don't make it to the final six um, you know, they have arranged other events such as karting or track days and things. And I think the hope is that, you know, a lot of the people, even if they don't make it through, will try to continue their motorsport journey in some way. And even if that's not racing themselves, it could be, you know, working behind the scenes or something else. So I think it is just generating that spark of interest and showing women that it is possible. Mm, it's 100 percent possible, regardless, male, female, you know, regardless of gender. Um what you find out when you speak to people it's about putting the work in and that's it it, it genders put that to one side it's all about getting your head down and working really hard to get to where it is um and that's what it's all about um I'm the same I've in my current job role I've got my head down I've been there four years and my knowledge and just meeting other people in different disciplines for me, that's enough to open my eyes and go, hold on a minute, there's quite a lot involved in this and there's so <laughs> many more opportunities. It's not just about F, F1. F1, for me, I much prefer the smaller championships because there's a more nicer family vibe to it. Um, yeah. And that, for me, is motorsport in a nutshell. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's important to make sure that all those different championships and platforms get the awareness. And it can be tough, especially in rallying, because, you know, aside from the circuit rallying, if you're out there, like I said, in the forest or in the closed roads, it can be harder to film and generate that awareness. And we sort of had that back in the day when you had the era of Colin McRae, Richard Burns, Mm. you know, there were those big names. Um, big UK names and there really was I think more interest in rallying in the country but I think now you know things like touring cars and F1 do get a lot of focus but I think oh, yeah. rallying is a little bit of a backseat which is a shame and mm. um, you've got 
you know, Elvin Evans, who's Welsh in the WRC, doing fantastic finishing runner-up this year. So hopefully we can do more to sort of raise the platform for rallying as well and generate that interest as well as for racing. I know I'm I'm hundred percent interested in co co driving because I'm a nutter. <laughs> it's just trying to read pace notes while you've got this person because at the end of the day you rely on that person so much just to navigate your way through through the like. Yeah. Joe, I think you have to be crazier to be a co driver oh, than a driver, yeah. really, because yeah. um having done both, you know, I think it's been really helpful for me to have done both because having started co driving, gone to driving, and then occasionally stepping back to co driving, I think I can be a better co driver now that I know as a driver what I want from a co-driver mm. but I've only ever uh, co-driven on the sort of single venue airfield circuit rallies I've never done it in the forests and especially being out at Donington in the R5 at the weekend they sit the co-driver really low so a lot of the time I couldn't actually see what was going on so you're going based on you know you've what you feel the car doing mm. and that's one thing when you're out at Donington and I've done that rally a lot of times um, but to be going through the forest as a co-driver and not able to see what's going on I think is a very brave thing to do <laughs> yeah I yeah I I agree now I always 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 do a little bit of investigating with our guests now this is something that really sparked my interest you've got a master's degree I do, yes. Um, so I have a master's in automotive journalism. What's the backstory to that? Let's, let's, um, well, let's dig in because <laughs> I'm really interested. So I started out just doing a BA ONS in journalism. So I did that um, up in Scotland um, at Edinburgh Napier University. And then after I left uni, I really wanted to get into the automotive or the motorsport industries. And I wasn't really that sure how to go about it. I'd applied for a few jobs and I'd got very close in a couple and then just hadn't quite got there. And I was thinking, what can I do to sort of break into the industry, which is quite tough. And, um, you know, if I'd wanted to go back and be an engineer or something, it would have been starting again from square one. But they actually had a course at Coventry Uni in automotive journalism, which is a master's one year. And it's literally the only uni in the world that offers that course. So that's why I originally moved down from Scotland to the Midlands um, to do that course. And, you know, we had people from Greece, people from America coming to do that course because it's the, the only one that offers it in the world. Um, so I did that course for a year and I absolutely loved it because, you know, it was using the skills I already had in journalism, but focusing it all in writing. And, you know, I interviewed um various people I did my dissertation on women in motorsport actually and how the media portray them um, and managed to speak to Susie Wolf actually as part of my um, dissertation as well which is great so it's a fantastic opportunity and then as I was finishing off there um, I was applying for jobs and I ended up getting a job with Jaguar Land Rover so um, I ended up going down the mar marketing side um, but I think having that qualification that was automotive specific really helped me get my foot in the door rather than just having a degree in journalism or in marketing so many people have that and I think showing you've got the commitment to invest the money and the time and doing something really niche then shows that you're keen to work in that industry so I think that really helped me get a foot in the door to compliment you if anyone looks at your socials you can kind of tell that you've got that background um, thank you 
because it's very well done, very well written. Um, and I'm guessing, in a way, this has kind of helped you, especially when it comes to writing sponsorship letters. I think it has definitely, because obviously I started out in the journalism route, which has helped me massively with my writing. Uh, I didn't have any qualifications in marketing, but then I had um, all the experience I got at Jaguar Land Rover. Um, and they also put me through my Chartered Institute of Marketing diploma. So then I got that marketing qualification and experience as well. So it's definitely helped me massively um, in the sort of social media side, as you said. Um, the PR, so just trying to get media coverage and things, writing sponsorship proposals, and equally just sort of knowing to a certain extent what brands are looking for, maybe because mm. I've worked for a big brand where, you know, people are sending in things that they're looking for support. So I think it has helped me a lot. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful for all the opportunities I've had, really. It's been quite, quite diverse. And um, it has ended up helping me with my own rallying as a sort of offset that. Well, if there's any advice um, you could give our listeners, what what would it be? Um, specific to sponsorship? Just like you could go, so sponsorship, get my words out, sponsorship, <laughs> any hints or tips um, or like career direction if people want to go down the journalism route. Um, just any like general advice. Yeah. We've got quite quite a young audience that listen and I'm sure they'll be interested to know. I think when it comes to sponsorship it's about doing your research and really thinking about what it is that brands want. I think you need to find brands that sort of talk to you and what your values are and what you're about and then it's thinking what you can offer them what they'd be interested in and that depends on their industry and who their customers are you know some brands want to come along to events and they want hospitality and they want that experience they might want you to put on corporate days um, and I think sometimes people can get complacent and you know especially there's some really talented drivers out there who maybe struggle to get sponsorship and you know that unfortunately talent alone is not enough to get that so I think that sometimes they're like but I'm really quick I'm the fastest I can do this and unfortunately that's not enough for a brand to say here's 30,000 pounds like what are they getting for that money and it's so much more these days than just a sticker on the car you know and um, especially if it's you know some of the more clubman championships or as I said rallying sometimes you know they don't always get as much um coverage on tv as maybe like the toka package would for touring cars so it's thinking about what other things you can offer those brands whether it's um media coverage social media experiences because at the end of the day it is sort of a money camp buy opportunity really being in motorsport and i've put on days for sponsors before and i've taken them out in the rally car and i've taken out their kids in the car and that's experience you're not going to get really so it's I think tailoring it to each company and thinking what do that company want and what's different about me and why can I offer them what someone else can't because they might get 10 proposals so it's thinking about what makes you different what makes you unique and likely to appeal to that brand really um and then when it when it comes to work I think yeah it's being very like you said it is hard work you've got to put your head down and do the work but I think you do have to sometimes take a chance and be quite single-minded. So for me, obviously, going down that master's route and spending a year doing automotive journalism, um, you know, it's not cheap. And, you you know, I'm, I moved from Scotland down to the Midlands and it, it can all backfire and you might not necessarily get anywhere. So I think it's about 
um, taking a risk really and then putting everything into that one path because if you do something generic it maybe opens you up to a wider pool of companies that you can work for but you're not going to stand out to any of those so I think it's better to have your niche and something that makes you unique so that you really do stand out to those three or four companies that you really want to work for. Like it, like it. <laughs> now, we are kind of getting close to the end, but what are your plans, dread I say it, for 2022? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm scared to even say because with COVID, who knows? But um, obviously as I said this year has been a big step up for me so I was doing the circuit rallying for a few years and this year has just been absolutely incredible for me so um, when I was looking at what championship I wanted to do obviously growing up in Scotland and that being where I first got the interest in rallying I really really wanted to go back and do some of those rallies and it's been really special for me to have been spectating at some of those events and never thinking in a million years that I would actually be competing on them so it's been really special. It's been a big challenge for me. So I did my first closed road event um, up in Argyle. So we did, um, they shut off the town centre and we did stages around the town centre, which was really cool. Um, country roads and things, country lanes. And then um, I've moved on to gravel as well. So it's been a big step up. And unfortunately, due to COVID, the first three or four rallies were cancelled this year. Um, so for me, it's about doing that same championship next year and trying to get the full season in and progress, really. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased with what we achieved this year. So, you know, finished every rally, finished third in my class in the championship and I won the Scottish ladies title. So really pleased with what we achieved. But hopefully next step um, next year I can kind of push on. We've got that one year under our belt. So I've got a lot of onboard videos now that I can take on board and um, hopefully progress all going well depending on covid and budget and things i'm also hoping to do some events abroad um, so i'm looking to compete in the clio trophy in france so there's some fantastic sort of single make championships um abroad and there's one in in france i've been looking to they do a tarmac championship or a gravel championship so having found a new love for gravel this year i'm looking to do the gravel championship which would be five rallies over there um, everyone so they're they're sort of rounds of bigger rallies but then there'll be a class for the Cleos and there'll be a number of people there all in identical cars um you know same tires and everything so it really gives you that sort of parity and it would be a, a good step up for me um and a new challenge really so what we like new challenges being ambitious and absolutely sending it on the gravel um, <laughs> I really generally hope um that all goes through okay um thank you obviously let's keep hopeful um what i'm generally going to ask is if our listeners want to find you where can they find you plug your socials <laughs> uh, most places really so you can check out my website which is ashleymorris.com you can also find me on instagram facebook twitter youtube and tiktok so you can find me on, on all of those. But yeah, if you want to check out my website, you can find links to all the social channels there. Marvellous. Absolutely like it. Now, if you listened to season one of the Be Velocity podcast, you know what could be coming next. So we <laughs> ask all our guests to think of a song that can go on our Spotify driver playlist. But we generally ask what song and why 
but normally some people just like this song and then they explain or they just it's a song they put on just before they go out or you know just a feel-good song or something that just gets you going that's a tough one (laughs) exactly Exactly. it is it is a challenging one just just so you know let's see if I can see what we've had on facts and Taylor Swift We've had some. She's fun. on my Spotify a lot. <laughs> oh, oh, we've what else we've had? We've had some Prodigy. Um, we've had a had a mixed mixed variety of songs, but their meanings and their stories behind them are just fantastic. So, oh, I'm gonna go for Rihanna. Shut up and drive. Yeah, like it. Like <laughs> it. We've not had a Rihanna yet. So yeah, let's go for that. One. Yeah, like I've got uh, a lot of Taylor Swift on my Spotify, but if you've had that already, we'll go for some Rihanna. <laughs> it was a Taylor Swift song that's not like your normal Taylor Swift song. So if you're intrigued to know which one it is, go on Spotify and have a look. I will, yes. Yes, marvellous. Right, this is a bit I don't really like because it's where we have to say goodbye. Um, thank you so so much for coming on and joining me on the podcast our audience are gonna love this episode so much because they'll learn a lot um and thank you thank you thank you no thank (laughs) you I really appreciate it it's been fantastic talking to you I really appreciate your opportunity marvellous right that's it we'll say goodbye and hopefully we'll see you soon and if in doubt go flat out Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. How inspiring is Ashley? Marvellous guest. I hope you've loved her. And if you do have any other questions that you want to ask her, just in case she's like, yeah, I want to come back on, you know, just get in contact with us. As always, please say some love for our podcast by leaving us a five star review, liking and subscribing. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. Stay tuned for next week's exciting episode. If you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community or you'd like to get involved yourself, then you know where we are. Check out our socials. See you later.